What's going on, Bulls fans? Welcome to another episode of Chicago Bulls Central, your number one spot for everything Chicago Bulls related. On today's episode, we'll be talking about the Bulls' loss against the Atlanta Hawks, which we've we had a live stream, so I'm not going to go too far into detail on that one, but we'll talk about that, the upcoming game against the Bucks, and comments from a recent Jim Boylan interview. We'll get into all that and more right after this. You are now tuned in to Chicago Bulls Central, your number one spot for all things Chicago Bulls, hosted by Hayes. All right, Bulls fans. So, unfortunately, our Chicago Bulls lost against, like I said, an opponent that's familiar uh, and everything like that. Trey Young went completely off on the Chicago Bulls. And, you know, as Bulls fans, we have seen Io DeSumo pretty much own Trey Young in very many aspects when they've played. That did not happen at all this game. I, I, I alluded to, to it before in my preview video is that unless Trey Young really figured something out with the rookie or was planning on, um, you know, really adjusting some things, be on the lookout for, for Trey Young uh, to either be shut down or have a huge game. 39 points in this game was a very big game from Trey Young. And, you know, he hit some key buckets, those two big threes down the stretch on top of that. Again, the Bulls out-rebounded in this game only by one rebound but the difference is that the Atlanta Hawks got some key rebounds when needed whereas the Bulls did not those are kind of things that blew up this game Bulls again letting uh, role players go off again and the defense down the stretch was not what we needed it to be again I know people are going to admittedly go to uh, Alice Crusoe Lonzo Ball not being there and what they bring mean and what they bring back but at the end of the day this team has shown an ability to defensively to kick it in at times down the stretch when needed the Bulls offense did enough to win this game. It's the defense and the lack of adjustments that that really hurt this team. We're continuing to see a lack of adjustments, lack of changing. For the, the, the NBA has adjusted to the way that the Chicago Bulls play off, and that's just facts. The NBA is caught up to what the Bulls are trying to do on offense. And if Billy Donovan and this team does not make adjustments, we're going to see some more of these type of issues again. And then on the, on the, on the defensive end of the ball for the Bulls, the Bulls, we're taken out by simple screens, simple simple basketball, and it hurt the team. When you look at the stat line for the Bulls, if you just look at the raw stats, the Bulls had a great game. Almost a 59% shooting overall from the field, 53%, almost 54% from three. Um, 30 assists, which has always been the key thing that we look at with Bulls wins is if they get 30 assists, how much, how often they win that game. I think this is now the second, maybe the third game when the Bulls have gotten 30 assists and lost in all the other games they've won. Five still from the Bulls. The 13 turnovers really did hurt the Bulls and how the Atlanta Hawks were able to convert those to points. All those things came to hurt the Bulls. But at the end of the day, right, the Bulls were not able to make the necessary uh, adjustments on defense that they needed to, to win this game, as well as not trusting the hot hand. One thing that we're starting to see develop, right, and it was different early in the season. It was Zach, it was DeMar down the stretch, usually. Now we're seeing, even in games where Io DeSumo has it cooking, Kobe White has it going, the Bulls aren't using them like the thing is i understand what demar has meant i understand that he is absolutely the king of the fourth and he's been great for us this season but as nba teams adjust and know what the bulls are doing they know that they're probably just going to go to demar and demar's going to go to the mid-range and try to get a foul and the shot they know that now you need to use um demar as a smoke screen especially while zach levine isn't quite himself this was a good game from zach 22 points eight for 14 shooting four for seven from um, from three point and seven assists with th go along with three rebounds. Now he did have four turnovers, and we'll talk about those turnovers a little bit in a few. But this was a game in which down the stretch, Kobe White, who was six from eight overall from the field with 15 points, 
you should have used DeMar as a smoke screen to get the ball to Kobe White because Kobe had the shot going. That's in my opinion, right? I don't know everybody isn't going to share that opinion, but overall, what we're seeing with this team now is that they're just figuring them out. They're figuring them out. Now, do more wrinkles get added to that when you add Alice Caruso, possibly Pat Williams, and, um, and Lonzo Ball back? Absolutely. But at the end of the day, when you just look at this and you're evaluating what Billy Donovan and his coaching staff is doing, it, it leads a lot to be desired, right? A lot to be desired, especially heading into the playoffs. Now, this still can very much turn around. The Bulls have the competency. They have the roster. Uh, Billy Donovan is, you know, he adjusts his, his playbook usually to who's on the court. So maybe with bringing Lonzo and Alice Caruso back, we add some more wrinkles into that. I still want to see Lonzo unlocked a little bit more as well. But with all that being said, it's definitely concerning right now. And I want to I want to address the skies falling Bulls fans, as I call them. It's not over with yet. You're right. It's not over. With. You get some Bulls fans that are now in the mindset. Oh, we're a first round exit. Oh, we're all this. And that very well may be true. We'll see how it all works out and plays down. Um, At the end of the day, even if the Bulls end up with the fourth seed, right, which is the lowest I expect them to go. It's OK. It's OK. It's one season. But with that being said, we don't want to just roll over and just submit ourselves to that fate, that fate. We want to see this team come back, battle hard, see what they can do, and, and play with some determination, especially in who we face tonight. And let's get into our next topic today uh, for today's episode. Bulls versus Bucks going down tonight. Tristan Thompson, after the game, had some great comments on, you know, he likes the game getting chippy if it was to be a tough game and things like that against the Milwaukee Bucks. Listen, it's going to get it's going to be very interesting how the United Center, how the players, and what the energy is coming into this game. Be on the lookout for a tone to be set very early on. And maybe the Bulls were looking ahead, right? Maybe they were looking ahead to the Bucs. That was one thing that I said that I hope they, they that they weren't going to do is look ahead to the Bucs. But nonetheless, here we are. We face the Bucs tonight at home in the UC. The energy is going to be palpable. Like, it's going to be felt. It, it, I hope that it is. If it's not, then that's a loss for Bulls fans. If it's not, we need to make this a hostile environment for the Milwaukee Bucks, right? With the with, with the fans being there, um, as well. Look, look, be on the lookout for this game to get chippy early, right? For somebody to try to set a physical tone early in this game. Now, I know some Bulls fans are like, oh, well, we're just gonna go out and somebody needs to hit great. And I'm not saying get in that sense. I'm saying though that the Bulls are going to be looking to really make this a tough game and i hope they do i hope this turns into a, a defensive game i hope it turns into one of those scrappy games and if it does i'm glad that we got tristan thompson and javante green on this team that's all i'm gonna say but we'll it, we'll see what happens in this game I, I you know i'm not gonna get down to to the ins and outs of basketball what we need to do we know what the bulls need to do but I, I need them to know what they need to do ball moving okay that wasn't a thing last game we need to continue to see ball moving i want to see if this game does get tight down the stretch which it will be more than likely unless it's a blowout not in our favor. I want to see Billy Donovan trust the other players. We talk about players being battle tested. The only way you can get them battle tested, at least in the regular season, is by trusting them, putting the ball in their hands, letting them make mistakes. I said it before. There is growth in failure. We need to see these teams, some of these players make some mistakes down the stretch, but you need to trust them. You need to keep them engaged. I talk very often about how players are watching DeMar and Zach do because they aren't engaged. Engage them in the offense, right? Run some plays for them. Keep them engaged. Run the ball through them. Trust them. You want you Billy Donovan talks about this play these teams and these and these players not being battle tested. Well, battle test them as much as you can. You can't wait for the playoffs to put people through tests. You have to prepare them leading into the playoffs. Kobe with the hot hand. Iodasumu put the ball in their hands down the stretch 
and let's see what they can do. Let's build up that confidence because we are seeing a confidence issue with the Chicago Bulls. And I would love to see them try to fix that some tonight against the Milwaukee Bucks. Let me know down below what you guys think and what you guys would like to see against the Milwaukee Bucks and how chippy do you expect this game to be and what type of dividends do you see Tristan Thompson pay paying in this game? Also, one thing that I said that we're not going to see a lot of and we didn't see a lot of it last night, but we did see Tristan Thompson and Vooch on the floor together. How do you feel they look? Did it unlock something? It's not going to be, again, I, I maintain, Tristan Thompson is not going to be starting. We're not going to see Vooch be the starting four, people. It's not going to happen. But especially in key matchups, putting Tristan and Vooch out there, it's going to be interesting to see how that continues to work. I've always said that we're not going to see much of them out there. I've always said that I'm not saying that we're not going to see any, but we're not going to see much. We didn't see much last game, but maybe Billy Donovan saw something in their minutes together where he thinks, hey, maybe down the stretch we can unlock something playing these guys more often. So we'll see, remain uh, and, and watch out for that. Let's go into our last topic for today. This one, Jim Boylan. Um, the dumbass is back. Talk about he has his voice back. I don't know why. Who the fuck would give him his voice? He's the most overconfident player. First of all, he's leading Team USA, which is filled with G League's G League players and free agents, and he's really feeling himself. And he talks about Zach Levine. And this is a, this is the quote. I'm gonna read this directly. I was really hard on Zach. Coached him hard, Levine. But I've spent a lot of time with Zach. Really worked at it with him but you know i did everything i could possibly do to get the team to play competitive basketball listen here jim boylan does not understand at all what and how he affected players confidence and for him to at all try to allude to anything of taking credit for zach levine you're a fucking idiot right everything that this team did was almost in spite of jim boylan and he lost those players very early on and he seemed and that's the, the funny the crazy thing about it is that when jim boylan was an assistant right it, it was said that the players loved him but when he took over as head coach, things changed. Jim Boylan is just, listen, Jim Boylan is somebody that I'm never going to care for. I don't like what he did to the players here, especially young player, the young players that were trying to come into the league, establish themselves, and be developed. And I think Jim Boylan did way more hurt to a lot of those players than he ever helped. And a lot of that goes to the front office for putting this dumbass in the, in the position that they did. Um, even the fact that they wanted, in some way, A.K. and Eversley to possibly keep him and be optimistic about, no, no. Forget all of that. Um, when it boils down, I'm, I'm, I'm. Jim Boylan's comments are just Jim Boylan's comments. They're things that you expect from an idiot, somebody who really is so engulfed in themselves that they really don't see the effect that they have of people around them. They think that everything that goes right is because of them, and everything goes wrong can't possibly be because of them. It has to be just because people aren't listening to them. That is who Jim Boylan is as a person. That's who he is as a coach. Listen, I'm I'm happy for him. You got another job. You're working for Team USA. Hats off to you, right? Hats off to you. But again, and maybe that is the right type of environment for him, right? Not players that you that you're going to be dealing with day in and day out. That you they kind of come. You have this great run together, right? Um, preparing for tournaments and things like that, and then everybody goes back to their regular lives. They're not every day in and out with you throughout years, throughout seasons. And so maybe that is the better position for Jim Boylan. I don't know, right? But clearly they see something in him with having him on Team USA, clearly. Um, but those comments, and then I want to go into this. This is the, la the last quote I'm going to read for him. Um, uh, Jim Bowling said he was grateful to Ryan's doors, not only for hiring him, but for signing him, under which he is still being paid, still being paid for that. He said that there were things he did while coaching the Chicago Bulls that would change if he had, if he had the chance, but he didn't want the name uh, to name them because, and I quote, if I tell you those things, I hurt people. He cited roster dysfunction and the front office. Yes, we all know that the front office of the Bulls were, were an issue. We all know that they did not build a roster that was conducive and had a vision of the style of play that they wanted players. They were just they were just 
throwing players out there to throw players out there. That's all true, right? But to say that, you know, this whole cryptic type things that, that people want to do when they're out of position, oh, well, I can't say how I really feel because if I do, it's going to hurt people. Motherfucker, you hurt people just by being in existence. So it's, it, listen, I, and I, listen, it's not, it's, it's, it's not hard to blame what the front office of the Bulls were at that time as, as what led to the defunction, dysfunction in the, in the franchise. It's not, it's not hard to do that. That is a valid point. But I think Jim Boylan is so, he so disassociates himself from it that he doesn't realize, hey, you are just as big of a problem as them. But let me know what you guys think about Jim Boylan down below. What is his ultimate, I don't even want to say legacy. He doesn't have a legacy with the Chicago Bulls because in 10 years, hopefully nobody remembers him or talks about him outside of just the fact that they're still glad that we didn't keep his dumb ass. But that's my thoughts on it. Let me know what you guys think about everything down below. Make sure you're following the podcast at Bulls Central Pod. You can send us any feedback, questions, comments, concerns, um, bullcentralpod at gmail.com. Lastly, if you want to leave a text or voicemail, you can do so at 773-270-2799. We will have a live um, after show tonight, I hope that it's more positive. We'll see. It remains to be seen. But that's it for me for today. Um, like I like to end every episode on, go Bulls. Love you guys. Peace and see red. Let's get it tonight. Fuck Grayson Allen. Peace. This has been a presentation of the Break Break Media. Media.